now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Can you hear me? This thing on? How about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, you can. Hello, people. Happy Sunday night to you. Glad you're here. Uh, this is Landisa's song, Overcomer. So sit back, listen to it as we allow the, you know, media to roll out the thingy. And I'll go ahead and share out a text myself. My dog's making a nest over here. watching the Super Bowl, so I don't expect anybody to show up tonight. <laughs> I don't care, though. He wants you to know you're an overcomer. <laughs> yeah, you are. If you're in Christ, you are. Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die, and then after that, the judgment. And it also talks about how, um, I'm going to mute that just in case something decides it wants to play. It also talks about how um, uh, in this life, you will have sorrow and suffering and trials and tribulations, but don't worry because you because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And you are an overcomer, especially if you're in Christ. And, you know, it's interesting because Mandisa, um, if you watch the video on YouTube of Mandisa singing this song, you'll see some footage um, from um, from a, a number of people in there who, um, who had some tragic uh, things happen in their life. 
uh, that they didn't cause, right? I mean, cancer, you know, do we cause cancer? Some people would say, yeah, because how you eat, etc. But I don't agree with that. I think that, you know, it comes on, you, you just never know, you know? Um, in, in one case in the, in the video, it was because somebody was shot, you know, they were, they were the victim of a shooting. And so it's like, it shows her overcoming, you know, dealing with that and, you know, and, and everything. If you just think, I mean, if you honestly just think about how much humanity, human beings have overcome stuff, that really should inspire you because, <clears throat> You know, I, I think of uh, the book Unbroken that Laura Hild, 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 Hildenbrand wrote um, about, um, um, what's his name? You'll get it. <laughs> I believe in you. Oh, geez, really? Seriously? Initials are LZ. Yeah, Lou, Louis Zamperini. Yeah, there we go. Nailed it. Thank you, Bearface. You're welcome. Uh, you have my half, you have the other half of my brain, so... <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, you, you think about him, right? You know, Louis Zamperini was an amazing guy. You know, he survived all this time at sea by himself, and, and his friends died. And anyway, he was rescued, taken into, a, well, actually, it was captured. He was, he was rescued by the enemy, taken into some POW camps. Anyway, did some stuff, got beat by this guy. And anyway, he became a Christian through it all. And, you know, he won the Olympics. I mean, just his story is crazy. That's why it's inspiring. Um, so to be human is a divine gift from on high, right? And I'm not saying that in the new agey way. I'm saying it in the real true way. If you consider the gift of life, that you are like one in eight billion or something like that, you are... <clears throat> the likelihood of you not being here is a lot higher than you being here. So if you're here, God created you for a purpose. Um, and so tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a few minutes about that. Then Bareface is going to continue our Bible study in first John. So if you have your Bible and you want to get that ready, you know, open it up, blow the dust off at people. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, actually the people who watch this show all the time, you're, you don't have dust on your Bibles. No, you don't. Because <clears throat> you're biblical people. You actually open your Bible and read it. So I know everybody who's watching the Super Bowl, the gift activator. Hey, D. Emmanuel, see you here. I don't know why. Okay, there you are. I'm not sure why you weren't showing up over there, but now you are. Um, if anybody else is here, feel free just to say hi. Let us know you're there. Is there anybody on on YouTube? The Spirit of Truth and Error. Hey, bud. Um, <clears throat> so I know that the score just changed the, let's see here, who the 49ers are winning. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, I'm rooting for the 49ers. Okay. My computer just froze. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I'm, I think it, no, the scores now it's, wow, it's 20 to 10 now. Yeah, it's the time, end of the third quarter. Okay, so this is when I would normally start watching the Super Bowl, just so you know. If I had TV and I was watching it, I'd be tuning in right now to watch the last part, because that's what I would do. Um, but anyway, so tonight there's 25 people at our church, and my pastor gave a great message about hell. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> and, uh out of Revelation chapter 9, right? right? Chapter 9, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you know, Christians, do you believe the Bible? Do you? Because if you do, then you do know that people are going to go to hell, right? If they go to hell, it's because they never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They didn't understand what he was, or they just flat out rejected him. Um, and the days are getting darker people. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but, um, okay. That page needs to refresh now too. Uh, but you know, during the Super Bowl, there was an ad that was rejected for the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you about it because it's an ad that would have shed a ton of light on abortion, but because we have wicked evildoers who don't want people to know the truth about abortion, this ad was rejected by the NFL committee, um, people who are who um, 
who were the ones who decided that they didn't want the world to know this pro-life ad existed. And I'm waiting for my, I'm still waiting for my computer to load here. Come on. All right, so it says here, the Super Bowl ad that Fox won't show you. And did I send you the link? You did not. Okay, do you want There's me to... several people reporting it with okay. different flavors. Okay. It's, the one I'm going to read is on the Stanter Reason blog, STR. Okay. But I can go ahead and I can send it to you. Wait, hold on. Uh, or if I can find you. Where are you? I know you're here. Wait. There you are. Okay. And I have to thank Vicki Fitch for um, pointing me to this one because I didn't even know about this one. I talked about this story a couple of days ago. ago. But <clears throat> I did not know this part of the story. So on Friday, we talked about, uh, I think we talked about the Faces of Choice um, ad. Or maybe, it, no, actually it was before that. It was um, around the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. We talked about how this ministry called the Faces of Choice, they interviewed men and women who had been, uh, they were, they survived abortion. Okay, they were the victims of abortion, but they actually lived and they weren't killed. Well, the Faces of Choice was trying to get this ad played during Super Bowl and they won't let it. They wouldn't let it. So let me let me read this. It says here The Super Bowl Bowl ad Fox won't show you. We're so used to hearing people argue for a quote choice, unquote, that I suspect many give little thought to the actual choice being made. An organization called Faces of Choice wants to change that by showing us the faces and stories of real abortion survivors who were victims of that word and from the Faces of Choice website it says this Faces of Choice was birthed to bring awareness to a demographic of survivors that has gone largely unnoticed those who were aborted but survived while highlighting a few of the thousands of stories of survivors of abortion who are living in the United States and throughout the world we wish to emphasize the themes of hope love forgiveness and often reconciliation which characterizes their lives Faces of Choice is in the news right now because after several months of attempted negotiations, Fox declined their request to purchase advertising time during the Super Bowl. While it's disappointing they're being denied that audience, the good news is that you can still bring attention to their message by watching and sharing their ad, which doesn't use the word abortion, or the more detailed two-minute version of the video posted below. As they say, choice is not merely a word. Choice is a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I, you know, I've been doing this show for 16 years. I've followed the bias against Christians and conservatives in particular in the media. Um, and, and there is a war, right? You guys, I mean, there's a genuine true worldview war out there where the prince of the power of the air, which is the devil, does not want life to be shown. Doesn't, he does not want the consequences uh, consequences of sin being shown. This is why things like alcoholism and drug addiction and and you know um, uh, health a lot of health problems due to bad eating etc. Lack of exercise. Why the consequences are never shown. Premarital sex, right? I mean STDs. You know they don't highlight that when they're advocating for the sin of the world, right? They don't advocate. Um, for, you know, the solution, they create the problem, then they create the solution that they want, which creates greater addiction, misery, etc. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, they don't want you to see how these abortion survivors look, you know, and what abortion really does. But even greater, they don't want to see the, they don't want you to see the power of Christ and Jesus through uh, the fact that he can do anything that he wants. You know, people, I and we do quote the Bible where it says, that it's appointed unto man once to die, and then after that, the judgment, right? Right, okay. We're all going to die. We all have an expiration date. We don't know when it is. You know, some people get handed a death sentence with cancer. But like my friend Cheryl Chumley has shared on this show, uh, her husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer. They basically said, you're, you're going to die. Guess what? That was like 10, 15, 20 years ago. I don't even know how long ago it was. The guy's still around. Somehow, miraculously, he didn't die when the doctor said he was gonna. You know, the Lord of life, the author of life, the creator and the giver of life allowed 
her husband to live. And she became a Christian through that, uh, you know, testimony that Jesus came. So let me just say here that um, I wanted to share one other story from the other night um, because this is important to me. Um, and, and you guys know, and I will just say just really briefly, if you didn't see my update video earlier today with Bareface, um, you know, we took yesterday off because frankly, signing hospice papers was emotionally draining. It was a long day uh, for me. Um, it was just, it was hard. It was a difficult, <laughs> it's difficult, you know, when they're asking you about, about my, my dad. Okay, if he stops breathing, what do you want? Do you want us to crush his bones, break his ribs for you so he can breathe for another day? Or do you just want us to let him be dead? <laughs> I mean, they didn't quite say it that way, but it's kind of the reality of it, you know? Uh, anyway, so it was kind of emotionally draining, and we needed some time. Randall, to also needed to prepare for today. Today was the very first day he led our church in worship as the worship leader there. Um, he's not on staff yet, but we're praying that that comes to pass. And uh, are you falling asleep on the other side? Something like that. That's weird. Can you see yourself? Yeah, it's just... <laughs> so what's going on there? <laughs> it has him look like this. Something like that. Some weird look. <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you can't see what I'm seeing. That's funny. Anyway, all that to say that we, you know, between us, we were just wiped out. So we will do another show this week. I'm, I still have to look at my calendar, see which night I can do it. Uh, but we will keep you updated in my text message, okay? If you're not on my text message list, you got to text Bible News to 33222. That's scrolling down there at the bottom. If you just look, keep looking down there, you can scroll through there, and then you can, you, if you text Bible News to 33222, you can get on my text message list. All right, so I want to share with you this other story, and then Randall's going to get into the, the other thing, okay? Um, Holocaust survivors re reveal how Filipinos protected them when everyone else wouldn't. I love this story. I think this is awesome. Um, it says here, a compelling new documentary shines a light on the Philippines' biggest moral victory in World War II. Um, it says here, the Holocaust, a genocide committed by Nazi Germany during World War II, saw the murder of six million Jews, which comprised two-thirds of the Jewish population in Europe. This was the darkest period in Jewish history. Every country rejected Jewish refugees, and there was literally no safe place for them to take shelter. Even in Asia, the Jews were not safe. When Germany turned its back on China, the Jewish population in Shanghai became vulnerable, especially when Sino-Japanese War broke out in 1937. Fears grew that the Japanese might follow Nazi Germany's policy on Jews, and it did. Then in 1939, something close to a miracle happened. The Philippines opened its doors to the Jews. Filipinos welcomed the refugees with open arms, and when World War II reached Philippine shores, they protected them. Um, a new documentary called The Na the, the Last um, Manilate, how do you say that? Maniliners. Maniliners, there you go, that makes sense, like Manila Envelope, or Manila, Philippines. Uh, and anyway, the last Maniliner, what he said, man Maniliners, shines a light on the stories of the last living Jewish survivors who fled to the Philippines and how Filipinos protected them from the Holocaust and World War II, the documentary will be released on I Want on January 27th, which is already passed, coinciding with the International Day of Commemoration in memory of the victims of the Holocaust. Um, <clears throat> it says here, the film gathered all the last living Jewish survivors who fled to the Philippines, asked them to tell their story each survivor narrating how Filipinos protected them and regarded them as family. The survivors are now well into their 80s and 90s, which makes it even more crucial to document their stories. If it were not for the Philippines, none of us, none of us would exist, says Lot, Lottie Hirschfeld, or Field, who is one of the last living Jews who found shelter in the Philippines. Our lives were equal to those of the Filipinos under the war, and there was no discrimination, said another survivor. The documentary is a follow-up to the internationally acclaimed Qu Quasons Game, a film about how... What? 
What? Did you correct me? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm saying it right. It, it, a film about how how President Manuel Quezon butted heads and outmaneuvered political sharks in Washington to save as many Jewish refugees as he could. The Philippines was able to shelter 1,300 Jewish refugees. After World War II, most of the Jews who fled to the Philippines established new homes in Israel. To this day, Israel grants visa-free access to all Filipinos, a gesture of gratitude for the Philippines, opening of its doors to all the Jews at a time when the rest of the world rejected them. In 2009, Israel erected the Open Doors Monument in remembrance of Filipinos' protection of the Jews during their darkest hours. So I wanted to bring this to your attention um, in case you didn't know about this history. Um, I personally have a very special place in my heart for Filipinos because it was a Filipino family um, who first brought me to a Christian church uh, when I was 13, 14 years years old. Um, As God would have it, you know, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I became a Christian in high school because my friend Gail shared the gospel with me. Um, The Lord took the person the, 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 the neighbors that were living next to us, they moved out of the house and the Lord put this Filipino family in that house who just have hoping to have, um, who, who just happened to have rather, <laughs> I'm losing my mind here, um, a son and a daughter and another son who are my age and my brother's age and, um, August and Violet, Poonung Bayan, uh, the parents of those children, who are now in their 70s, actually, August and Violet, uh, brought me and my brother to a church. And they actually spent over 20 years witnessing to my mother as well. And before my mom died, uh, Violet got to baptize my mother in the bathtub uh, before she died. And uh, August gave her communion and did a chapel service with her. And so... um, August and Violet Poon Bayan, uh, who I know don't watch our show, but I know they're still around. Um, you know, they're Filipinos that blessed me. And so it's interesting because then as I got older, the Lord had me and Randall move where we li- used to live in California. And the neighbor that just happened to be next door to us was my neighbor, Aurora, uh, who's also full of Filipino. And, uh, so I got to lead Aurora's daughter to the Lord, which was super cool and got to be very immersed in the Filipino culture, which is a total cool thing. And then, um, Aurora became a Christian through Harvest Crusade, which was totally cool. It was really neat watching her grow in her faith. And then, um, and then anyway, I moved here to Spring Hill, Tennessee, and one of my good friends here is half Filipino, um, and so it's just kind of neat to see the Filipino connection in, um, in my, my life. And so when I saw this, I just thought, how cool is this that the Filipinos protected Jews, right? So that's super cool, people. And it's, and it's a cool piece of history that I just wanted you to know. Okay, speaking of the Jews, Ariel Ministry is a Messianic Jewish ministry. Um, and they are still our, our sponsor, praise God. And I want them to get some business from you, uh, please go to ariel.org, use the coupon code Bible news when you do, and then you can save 20% on anything that you buy, uh, there in the store. They have a number of Bible studies, really, really easy ones called come and see. If you, uh, look at that and go in there, the Bible studies are really easy. He's got some on the Holy spirit, some on just the word of God and, and all that. And, just really really good stuff so go check it out um all that don't forget you can also donate to bible news radio through our website biblenewsradio.com forward slash give uh, any donation you give to randall and i we totally appreciate we need we thank you for it in advance um and just you know all that don't forget also we could use your prayer people don't ever under underestimate the fact that your prayer is um your prayers are needed. So, um, I want to say here over here. Also, Barb is on YouTube. Becky is also on YouTube. It looks like, hi, Becky. I, I don't think I've ever seen you before. George is there. Hi, George. Uh, nice to see you guys here. Um, anyway, you guys don't forget to pray. Hey, Jordan over there on 
Periscope. I don't know who else is watching anywhere else because I only got these two places open. But if you're if you're there, hello. Um, you guys aren't watching the Super Bowl. What's wrong with you people? You know, no, just kidding. <laughs> well, um, as uh, Becky was saying over on YouTube, you know the fact that uh, the the Faces of Choice ad was not aired. That's another good reason not to watch. Oh. That's the way I understood the comment, anyway. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you know, it it's... Unfortunately, it happens all the time. Yeah, Periscope's kind of acting up tonight, isn't it, huh? Because, um, yeah, it is. Oh, hi, Forrest. Did I say hi to Forrest before? <sighs> Don't know. Well, anyway, hello, Forrest. <laughs> Football is boring. Yeah, well... Yeah, pickleball was way better, in my opinion. I told Randall if there was a pickleball Super Bowl, I would do it. <laughs> He's like, why don't you just be in it? And I'm like, in it, yeah! Okay, anyway. So, but pray for us, okay? I need prayer just in general. Just pray for me. I'm leading two Bible studies. Um, so, you know, pray for me in that, because I'm going to be doing one locally starting in about a week or two. Um, and then also, you know, I'm doing one with a group of women from our show here, except we're doing it on Zoom. Um, and so just, you know, keep me in prayer for doing that. Of course, I'm taking care of my dad and that's, you know, that's some work. And then I live with Randall, you know, just saying. Yeah. I have animals I got to take care of. Um, <laughs> I need rest, people. Isn't it obvious from how I look. Oh, by the way, one last thing, because I know my half hour is almost up. But here's here's one other thing. Uh, weighted blanket. Okay, those of you who have never used a weighted blanket, but you struggle with anxiety or you don't sleep so good, uh, I want you to know that I recently bought a weighted blanket. It was actually my Christmas gift from Randall. Um, but I finally bought one because I, I had wanted one because I sleep with like regular blankets folded on top and you know in order to get that weight that I need well I bought this weighted blanket and you know Fitbit does a sleep thing it gives you a sleep a sleep score I can tell you that um the four nights now that I've slept with this weighted blanket my sleep score almost like jumped 10 points because I got way better sleep as a result of having that weight on me because that's the type of body I need I have and, and, and there's like close to 10,000 reviews on the particular one that I got, um, just talking about how great it is. So there's obviously a need for weighted blankets. So that's just a free tip for you. If you, if you're interested in, um, checking it out, then I will say, here's the thing. I will say the first night I slept with it, it felt really heavy on me. I woke up and it still felt heavy in the morning, but I had slept so great. Second night, I went, I, you know, it's still heavy, but it didn't feel as heavy. And it, and I, when I woke up in the morning, it didn't even feel like it was like really a heavy blanket on me. So you will get used to the weight. Now I know some people have said that it's like they, they feel claustrophobic in it. I didn't feel that way at all. But it's definitely, definitely worth it. Um, you know, I mean, it really is. It's like, it's hard to it, describe, but it's, it's, it's really, it's like wearing a heavy jacket, you know. But, you know, but the thing is, is if, I, I think for me, I'm slightly tired, so forgive my, <laughs> my stuttering here. I think for me, part of, why it works is because, well, number one, I've always struggled with anxiety, but I think when you sleep, it's really easy to move if you have, if you're using a regular blanket, but if you're using a weighted blanket, it's harder to move and be restless because the, the thing is heavy. It's harder to toss and turn with a weighted blanket on you. You know, just pretend you're putting 20 pounds on top of you. And by the way, that's the other thing. Depending on your weight, that will determine how heavy of a blanket you get. Some people, maybe they're buying too heavy of a blanket. Um, so read the guidelines for your weight. Now, I'll just say I'm 235 pounds and I got a 15 pound um weighted blanket because that was the suggestion for my weight ratio um so if you're lighter than me which most people probably are <laughs> i know i don't look like i weigh that much do i 
I'm just built. I'm mostly muscle people. Just saying. Anyway, if you go ahead and look at your weight, though, get a lighter blanket, but still get the weighted one. So, and then of course you can always return the blanket too, if it's not something you want. But, um, if I were you, I'd go, you know, if you're really paranoid about whether or not you're going to like it, then go try one at Target or something and feel it and put a wrap it around you. <clears throat> um, you're not going to be able to run out of the store with it. Like, dun da dun da dun da da And then you walk out, you know, because they're heavy. <laughs> That's why it's called a weighted blanket. But anyway, don't just take my word for it. I'm just telling you, you know, I got mine on Amazon, uh, Becky. And um, I linked it on my personal Facebook page, but I don't think you're my friend on Facebook. So what I'll do is I'll find the link and I will tweet it out on Bible News Radio Twitter account uh, to that one. It's not, an, it's not an affiliate code or anything. I'm not putting anything like that in there. I'll just go get it and tweet it for you. That way you can see the one I got, read the reviews, and, um, and get whatever it is you want. Because, you know, why not try it? And if you get it and you sleep better, then you can thank me. That's all I want, people. <laughs> all right. Okay, that's it. So I'm going to let Randall take over now. Um, and I'm going to drink some water because I, I got this whole big bottle of DeSante water I needed to, to drink. It's actually not DeSante. It's actually from my uh, fridge. <clears throat> but I did drink the original overly high-cost bottle. Was this the bottle I got at our training? Probably. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so there you have it, people. Take it away, Bearface. All right, I will. Well, let's see. Here am I. Over here. Yeah. All right, we've been going through the, um, which, that's you. This one's me. There we go. I'm, that looks like a pretty decent level for my voice. Not as high as uh, Stacy, but I'm sure you can hear me just fine. Anyway, we've been going. Uh, not necessary. Eh, whatever. Um, we've been going through the first epistle of John. There, you know, there are first, second, and third John. Those are letters that John wrote uh, to the church at large, or not addressed to a specific congregation, um, as we find, uh, like Paul's epistles. Um, and when he wrote to the congregations at Corinth, for example, in Rome and Thessalonica, those sort of things. Uh, these epistles, uh, from our understanding, are written uh, a little later in church history, um, uh, probably before the book of uh, Revelation, but um, late in the first century, like uh, perhaps um, in, in the 90s or so. Anyway, from uh, John, Yohanan, uh, the disciple that Jesus loves, that refers to himself in the Gospel of John, that is the uh, record of the earthly ministry of Yeshua, of Jesus, written by John. And uh, anyway, as you look in early church um, writings, uh, like Polycarp, who's a disciple of John, and uh, Irenaeus and others, you get this, uh, we get this picture of John that he was like this well-respected elder of the church. And so, you know, I'm sure that these letters, when they were written, uh, they were well-received, and rightly so. I mean, they are in the canon of scripture um, because it was uh, greed in early church history that these were divinely inspired letters that John wrote, and they are full of wisdom, uh, uh, telling us about the nature of God. And as we looked at chapter 1, uh, John says that this is the message that we've heard from him, that is, Yeshua, Jesus, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And we've been exploring how really profound that message is. It's, it's not... It's not just some sort of new age sort of thing, but looking at the character of God and the character of ourselves and having fellowship with God, walking in the light as he is in the light, that we must acknowledge darkness for what it is. As Yeshua himself said in John chapter 3, um, 
about those who do not come to him, come to Christ, come to Messiah, that they love the darkness rather than light, lest their deeds be exposed. And, and so being in fellowship with Messiah, with God through Messiah, is not a matter of living a perfect, sinless life, but recognizing sin for what it is, confessing our sins, and saying, God, you're right, this is sin. And, and as we read there in 1 John chapter 9, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, um, from the time of salvation, uh, that is uh, putting our trust in Messiah, receiving him, uh, believing and receiving through this process of sanctification uh, uh, that is you know continuing to set ourselves apart, becoming spiritually mature that that theme still plays out the the light and the darkness God is light, and in him is no darkness at all, so anything that has gray areas or is darkness that isn 't light is obviously not of God. And so that theme continues throughout this letter. The, I'm saying chapter 4, but there weren't chapters in the original letter. You don't write letters in chapters. I don't write letters in chapters. There's sometimes a book. I've written some long letters. But, you know, these chapters and verses were, you know, put in well after the fact, uh, centuries after the fact, to help identify places, you know, for reference purposes. But, you know, John didn't write in chapters, and so uh, looking at in chapters is nice for study because we can take a chapter at a time. But if you read it in whole, and, and I strongly encourage that, first of all, prayerfully, but when you read one of the epistles from, from Paul or from John or Peter, uh, to read it all through as, as, as it was written, one letter, and... And you can see how these themes develop early on, just move right on through. So, this evening we are in chapter 4, what we call chapter 4 of this letter, the first epistle to John. And as I said, I uh, encourage looking at these, uh, reading through scripture prayerfully. And so let's do that very thing, shall we? Father God, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, every good and perfect gift that you lavish upon us. And certainly we are blessed to have this gift, this, thy word, which has been preserved uh, through all sorts of trials and tribulations throughout the ages. Uh, your word is an overcomer because you have overcome the world and uh, your word has persisted and survived uh, because heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. Uh, for that reason, Lord, help us to uh, make room in our hearts and our spirits to receive what your word has for us. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, uh, that we might receive all that you have for us. But we commit ourselves and this time to you, uh, to use as you will for our good, your glory, we ask in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. All right, First John chapter 4, and these terms we see a lot in the English, uh, beloved and little children, uh, that John addresses the audience, the reader with, and um, uh, in the Greek, these are, these are terms of endearment. These are not just um, customary kind of terms where... You know, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, they are, they are filled with sincere emotion. Uh, John really has a, a heart um, for the audience, a uh, deep love. So when he says beloved here, well, that's what it says in the English anyway. It, it's a good translation. Uh, I'm, they're loved by him. He says, he says beloved or beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. Well, wait a second, we're, we're, um, 
uh, we're trying spirits, but there are false prophets, which is, is it spirit or prophets that we are to be concerned about? The answer is yes. Uh, spirit here, there is, there is some disagreement among commentators. Some would put it as spirits, as uh, entities, as like demonic entities or, or, or righteous entities. Uh, you know, the, from the spirit world, um, uh, personages, if you will, um, entities in the spirit world, whether it be angels or demons. And others look at it as spirit in the sense of like uh, zeitgeist, like the German zeitgeist, um, which has found its way into the English language, you know, a um, couple hundred years ago. Uh, Zeit, the German word for time, and uh, Geist, meaning spirit. We get the English word ghost from it. Uh, time ghost or time spirit. The idea is spirit of the age, if you will. Um, and often you'll see as literature talking about Zeitgeist, you know, the, the spirit of the age, or the, you know, the spirit of the times, the times that we live in, like a certain spirit that um sort of is pervasive is predominant you know, like in the 60s and early 70s the free love generation kind of thing um or or the early 20s the roaring 20s as they're referred to especially in the united states um with this sort of boldness and optimistic uh outlook on things coming out of world war one you know sort of the spirit uh, of the age so I'm inclined to think the latter, which I've uh, talked uh, most about, but also a little bit of the other. I say both, uh, that there's the, the spirit, like in the terms of zeitgeist, is sort of a spirit of the age, but also when we get into spiritual things, <laughs> you know, talking about what we call religion or, you know, relationship things, and in the eternal realm, we are talking about spiritual things where there are spiritual entities that have an influence. And uh, scripture's clear that, uh, you know, we are, we are either in darkness or light, you know, one kingdom or the other, and under the influence of the Holy Spirit or uh, evil spirits. So I think it's both uh, in this case. There, there's a spirit like a pervasive attitude or just kind of way things go. Uh, like, you know, this is a, it's a bad spirit or I just don't like the vibe of this place. But in back of that, I believe uh, scripture teaches that there are oftentimes uh, spiritual forces at work. I'm not one to look for, a, you know, a demon or a spirit under every rock, a spirit of smoking or the demon of, of you know the demon of cursing can can demons manifest such behaviors yes but sometimes it's just our flesh and our stupidity that do things we consider evil hey we're still in verse one long explanation but i wanted to make that differentiation because if, if you're just looking at it well testary spirit false prophets okay so that's what we're looking at. Be not every spirit, but try the spirits to see if they're God. Because many false prophets are gone in the world. Not some or a few, but many false prophets. So these prophets, um, uh, you know, whether they be false prophets or true prophets um, of the word, um, there's a certain spirit about them, whether that be a, you know, a pervasive attitude or actually something from the spiritual realm we need to try that well how do we try that well verse 2 hereby ye hereby know ye the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus christ is come in the flesh is of god verse 3 and every spirit that confesses not that jesus christ is come in the flesh is not of god and this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. So we can look uh, at, at modern times, and there are those that would say, 
well, we don't even know if Jesus ever existed. You know, all we have is these these old books, these old writings, and and there's no proof that he actually came into the world. You know, there are those that would um, deny or or um, deny, disregard, or or even attack that is the existence of the person uh, Jesus Yeshua in the first century. Um, but I don't think that's what John was talking about because in his day, back then in the first century, it was well known. It was not long after the resurrection of Yeshua. Um, certainly most people had never met him or seen him in person, uh, but the impact, the very existence of the early church at that time uh, certainly spoke uh, to his existence, not some cleverly devised fable, as Peter would say, or actually wrote. Um, but that, so not talking about that he was even born or existed or walked the earth, but it's important to look at, because it doesn't just say that every spirit that confesses Yeshua, like the man Yeshua, but uh, Jesus Christ, or Yeshua Messiah, has come in the flesh. That's how you know the Spirit of God. Those that recognize who he is, uh, who he claimed to be, you know, the, the Word of God become flesh, that the Messiah did in fact uh, come, the Messiah came, uh, walked this earth, and he is the Messiah. So every spirit that confesses that Yeshua, the Messiah, is come in the flesh, uh, that God took residence in human form, that is the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us, John chapter, the gospel of John chapter 1, that, that's the spirit of God, because they recognize what God has done and who God is and the God-man Yeshua. So every spirit, whether that be the pervasive spirit of a denomination or a movement or a particular prophet um, that confesses not that Yeshua has come in the flesh, that Yeshua the Messiah has come in the flesh, is not of God. And at, during the first century, uh, Gnosticism, uh, from the Greek word uh, Gnosis, which is uh, means a knowing, sort of this elitist religious group, and there was a uh, sort of sect of Gnosticism, uh, which would later become Valentinianism, uh, basically had this concept that uh, the physical world is evil by nature, because we are people and we have lust, stuff like that, and and all of all of anything physical is evil and sinful and the spirit world is good so the idea that the word of god become flesh and dwell among us then that can't be because um flesh by nature is sinful and and god wouldn't be in a human body because they just two the two don't mix and so um Yeshua was not divine. Messiah was not in any way connected with God because it was a human body. And uh, they couldn't deal with that. And so that was one of the, the heresies uh, that John was coming up against uh, that time. And I believe he's addressing here uh, those, the spirit that confesses not that Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus Christ, has come in the flesh. That's not of God. And uh, and many false prophets going to the world. There's this spirit of Antichrist. Well, spirit here in italics means it's not uh, in the original text. In the underlying language, it's put there uh, for clarification. But since John was talking about spirits, uh, you know, that's the the um, you know every spirit that confesses. You know, um, not that uh, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that of Antichrist. This is that what? This is that spirit is the strong implication. 
where you've heard that it should come and even now is already in the world. Yes, there is a time. Hmm? Sorry. Breaking news. Just breaking news. Breaking news. The Chiefs have just overcome the 49ers, just so you know. The score is now 24 to 20. Kansas City just overtook it, and there's two minutes, 44 seconds left in the game. Back to you, Bearface. All right, so it's probably going to end that way. Well, well stranger things have happened actually, in two minutes. No, actually, because two minutes ago, San Francisco was leading uh, by three points. Yeah, the lots of something like that. And depending on how many timeouts and stuff like that, you know, two minutes of play time, two minutes on the clock, a lot can happen. Yeah, it's two minutes forty four seconds. Yeah. Go forty niners. Come on. Rally. Rally the forty niners. Forty niners have to win. Go, California. Okay, back to you. All right. Breaking news. That was important, people. Um So yeah, so even before book of revelation was you know widely distributed by the way i just have to say one other thing you do yes besides what you just said well what i have to say is i'm the sports person in this family randall could give a he, he doesn't care about, i enjoy sports i don't <laughs> no. follow any of them <laughs> he enjoys them so much he doesn't follow any of them yeah, if i get to the series games like world series super bowl that's about it. But anyway, back to you, Bareface. Yeah, if we go to like, uh, you know, sports bar, not to drink, you know, where they, you know, for lunch or something, they have, you know, one of the establishments has screens. If Pickleball is important. If there is, you know, whatever sport is on it, I love to watch it. But, um, okay. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. All right. Thanks. So, even before, as I was saying, even before, uh, you know, long before the the book of the Revelation of Yeshua had been widely distributed, um, going back from Daniel, the book of Daniel, it was well established, um, well established that there would be an Antichrist coming, um, uh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Thought maybe you were grabbing your microphone there. Oh, sorry. No, I moved it. Okay. Um, um, Paul wrote to the Thessalonians about the Antichrist coming, and and yet, just like those things, um, well, throughout human history, especially from a spiritual perspective. Uh, that there are, you know, things are fulfilled incrementally. There's some small incremental things, and they build. Uh, and Yeshua referred to this uh, in the Olivet Discourse, where he talked about the things coming, you know, famines and rumors of wars, things like that, earthquakes in various places. He says these are uh, birth pangs, or the old King James says is the beginning of sorrows. The idea... Uh, in the original languages, that they are like contractions that a woman has before birth. You know that they they become more intense with time and closer together, and and all throughout history, like say, especially from a uh, spiritual perspective, we see that kind of thing. And John alludes to that that. Uh, this is the spirit of Antichrist, Christ, which you've heard that it should come. Yeah, indeed, and will there'll be the the beast, as Revelation talks about, you know that that one um, empowered by Satan himself. But he says even now already is in the world um, that things are building even back then uh, or that way. Verse 4, ye are of God, little children. And again, there's that little children, technia in the, in the Greek. It's this really, just really sweet, endearing. Um, it's not insulting at all. Uh, it's, it's very loving. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Overcome whom? Well, the, the, the false spirits, the, the spirit of Antichrist, the, the false prophets. Uh, you've overcome them. Why? Well, how have you overcome them? I mean, if 
I'm just being introduced to them. You've overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is a built-in overcomer, if you will. Because Yeshua told his disciples, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. He is the Lord of all. Um, uh, he has the keys to, to hell and death. He is he's the ultimate overcomer. And by his spirit, he resides in believers. So you have overcome them. Not you can or you will, but you have overcome them. Because from the start, there is a victor. There is, there is a champion. There is a winner who has overcome the world. Like Yeshua said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I will overcome the world? No, I have overcome the world. It's a done deal that no matter what the world throws at you, no matter what might come into your life, you are an overcomer. As we open that song. Open with that song from Andisa. And you have overcome them. You've overcome the anti-God spirits. You've overcome the anti-Christ. You've overcome the false prophets. Because greater is he that is in you, if you are um, of God, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Verse 5, they are of the world. The, the false prophets and all those who uh, confess not that Yeshua Messiah has come in the flesh. Those of Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist. They are of the world. Therefore they speak of the world and the world hears them. Um boy, we go on a long time about that, uh, that there, there are mega congregations that, you know, preach hyper grace and that, um, uh, you know, mention nothing of hell, not mention nothing of sanctification uh, that, uh, you know, it's basically it's your best life now. And, uh, and and it tickles ears and lots of people hear it and 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 the numbers grow and grow and grow or it could you know be whatever uh some some new age new age guru and everybody flocks to it and 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 they're really successful why because they're the world and they speak of the world and the world hears them um shouldn't surprise us but verse 6 we are of God he that knows God hears us the we of God is is John Yohanan and the other um, and the other apostles who were teaching um, truth and not heresy not anti-god spirit not anti-christ spirit not false prophecy but true prophets in the sense of the word not the office of prophet with a capital p but rightly dividing the word of truth he says we are of god speaking of himself and the disciples he that knoweth god heareth us just like the world hears those of the world that those who are of god hears godly teachers godly preachers he that is not of god hears not us Hereby we know the spirit of truth and spirit of error. And I'm going to wrap it up here. Yeah, because um, the game's almost over. Okay. It's still but, San Francisco 20, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who are the underdogs, by the way. Kansas uh, City is the underdog. Um, and the score is still but, 20 to 24, Kansas City right. Chiefs. They have me, a 12 to 4 uh, history, me, and San Francisco yeah, has. Can, can I put a capstone on this? 13 to 3 before history. Before we start yes, doing a, a game analysis and commentary. Okay. That's so Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Um, so, as, as John tells us, 
that try the Spirit to see where they've gone, see if they make much of Christ and who he is, the word become flesh, who died for our sins and rose again. You know, is, is that the Christ they preach? Is, are they preaching another Jesus, a testament of another Jesus? You know, that's, that's error. Um, and, and again, with this, um, this theme of light and darkness, if, if though, you know, if there's this hyper grace, well, you can do everything because grace covers it. You know, you don't actually need to walk in obedience to God. And last, last week, some were accusing me of preaching a gospel of works. No, I'm not. Not at all. We're saved by grace. <laughs> Anything but. We're saved by grace. But as Paul says, should we sin that grace may abound? Heaven forbid. You know, no. Uh, we're not saved to, so that we continue to sin, so we can go party it up and, you know, whatever, and say, oh, got my j- got a jail free card. You know, then what's the purpose of being saved? If your life isn't going to change, what are we saved from? Um, you know, there ought to be a difference in the, in those that excuse sin, uh, or don't even call it sin, you know, that practice sin and preach sin, this great thing, that's, that's not of God. Um, this is again, big difference between struggling with sin and living in sin. And that's not just shacking up with someone, that's, you know, a lifestyle of whatever it is and... I liked how our pastor kind of said it last week. Mm-hmm. Remember when he said there that we either go in the trash bin or the recycling bin? Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So he, ouch, he said that when you're born again, you actually get put in the recycle bin. Mm-hmm. But when you're not, you end up in the trash bin. Yeah, yeah you do. So, yeah. oh, there's been a touchdown. Okay, breaking news, people. Breaking news, Kansas City just got another touchdown. It's 20 to 30. Yeah, they did. Kansas City is getting a touchdown. Here here we go, people. One minute and 20 seconds left on the clock, according to the NFL website, cbssports.com is where I'm getting the info because um, I'm not tuning in and hearing anything, so I'm not even watching the game. But It could looking. be over for all you know. It's not over. It's, it's still not over. But, uh, yeah, so now the score is 20 to 30. Uh, the 49ers are really going to have to step it up here. <laughs> is God really on the 49ers side? That is the question, people. Yeah, it is. Uh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's refreshing the page. I just heard some fireworks. I don't know if it's... Uh, is, that, is that fireworks? You Something think? like that. Yeah. So there's probably a Kansas City fan around here in Tennessee. That's <laughs> uh, hilarious. Uh yeah, you hear that? Yeah. Somebody ran into something. Okay. All right. All right. It's 31, so they must have just got the kickoff. They got the extra point. So now it's San Francisco 20 for 30. The uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs 31. Yeah. What? Hey, you know what? A minute and a half in a football game can be an hour. So... We'll see. You never know. 49ers could come back, but their game history was 13 and 3, and Kansas City was 12 and 4. Kansas City's the underdog. <laughs> and even though I want the 49ers, I don't really care if the 49ers win, to be honest, but just because they're in California. I like their outfits better. Honestly, that's how I used to vote for a team when I was a kid. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd say this to my brother. I'd be like, like, who's in that cute little, you know, the blue and, and gold outfit versus the green and what other color outfit it was. <laughs> whatever whatever uniform I like best. I was like, yeah, I'm going for that team right there. Because that's how I did it. So anyway, uh, yeah. All right. Well, we don't need to stay on until the end of the, the Super Bowl. But it is kind of fun to watch the last quarter, even though I'm not watching it. Kickoff by H. Buck- Butker. Touchback of Chiefs. <sighs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Looks like the Chiefs are going to get this one. Unless the 49ers are able to get two touchdowns. 
And then that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? And we have seen games like that where people think the other side is out and the other side comes back and kicks their butt and wins and goes down historically. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. I know that there are Christians on both of these teams. So, you know, just whatever side is praying the most probably (laughs) is going to win. People. No, just kidding. All right, people. Uh, I will keep you informed as far as which day we're going to end up doing our show later this week. Um, It's not going to be tomorrow. I will guarantee you that I have a full day tomorrow, Um, but um, maybe Wednesday or something. I don't know. I'll I'll let you know in our text message list. If you're not on that yet, you can text Bible News to 33222. Just put 33222 in the thing, like the number you're going to text, and then put Bible News in as the keyword text that you'll be on my text message list and uh and keep up to date all right so i hope you have a good night everybody remember be bold stand up and go with god people because he loves you we'll see you later